This is us. Our church and school under the name Kaimuki Christian. This weekend's format is going to be a little different. You're going to hear from a few of our Kaimuki Christian staff today. We have many more folks than what you're going to see up here this morning, but I want you to hear from some of our pastors and uh, some of our ministry leaders. We all have a part here to play. So many of you serve out of your time, your giving, both even. You make up the church family, and this is your home. And we occupy nearly an entire two acres on a city block here in Honolulu. Um, Pastor Jerry, he's not going to come up on the stage this morning, but I do want to say that Pastor Jerry does a remarkable job of keeping up this home, your home, um, every day as our administrator. Yeah. Kaimiki Christian Church is a place where people find purpose and belonging, and in fact, it's what characterizes us. Uh, people find their identity in Christ here. And isn't that what we're all about? Making disciples who love God passionately and they know who loves them. And that's why they can go and make disciples themselves. Going out there to love our neighbor as Christ commanded, that's what you do. This is us. You know, your love for your neighbor, your community, those out there, the unchurched. That's what you all do. And your warmth and love for those who haven't quite found their place to belong. Many of you know what I'm talking about because you found a place of belonging right here at Kaimiki Christian. Love, forgiveness, acceptance. This is us. Always has been. It's always going to be that way. I want you to hear from a few folks this morning. And um, they're going to come up shotgun one by one. So we're going to start with Pastor Marie Elatise. Come on up, Marie. Good morning, church family. Oh, my goodness. So after the new year, so in February, Nofo and I will have been here 10 years. Oh, my goodness. Time flies so fast. And it's so exciting. I love this church. I love it. From my childhood memories, because I went here when I was in high school, to now I think we have the best church. Now, I'm going to tell you a little secret. They might tell you something a little different, okay? But I have the best ministries in the church, okay? Because I get to come alongside of kids and shepherd them. I get to walk with women in ministry, and I get to love on people who are hurting. Families matter. Our kids matter. Women matter. And I get to be involved with that. And so, seriously, best ministry. Anyway, so... Um, my priority number one in everything I do is to love God. It talks about in Matthew that we need to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. This is the first and most important commandment. And the second is like the first, to love our neighbor as ourselves. So when you look at me, I want you to think orange. Now, I'm not wearing it today. Not my best color. But um, I want you to think orange. And you're going to be like, Marie, why am I thinking orange? Well, I want you to imagine the two greatest influences in a child's life, okay? Family. Think red. It's the heart of everything that's involved. It is the most important thing in a child's life. 
when they are here on earth. It is family. Think red. Now, think God's love, and that's yellow. And we represent here at the church God's love, yellow. So when you take yellow and you red and you put it together, what color? Thank you very much. So think of me, think of orange. In fact, our goal in Keiki Ministry is to partner with you parents in laying a spiritual foundation down in your child's life that will eventually lead into a relationship with Jesus Christ and help them on their life's journey know their purpose. So we want to move kids to love God by provoking wonder. Now we do that in kind of crazy ways. Have you seen the big animals downstairs? There is a purpose for that. Not just because I think they're cool. <laughs> then we want to move kids to love others by helping them find and discover who they are. And then we want to move kids to love life by fueling their passion. It's an amazing ministry. We do that through a whole bunch of different ways. We do it through, did you guys know we have a parent app if you have a cell phone? You can find out what your child learned this week. In fact, let's say, I don't know, you're going out to Kapolei, you have a long time in the car, you can get on your parent app and your child can watch the lesson from the weekend. So whether they missed or whether they loved it and wanted to learn more, they can do that. We also do that with things like uh, Harvest because Harvest promotes wonder and discovery and fun and that's really important to kids in fact this weekend we're going to have hundreds and hundreds of kids on our campus and they're going to learn that our church Kambiki Christian Church loves them because we care about them and we want them to have fun we want them to explore now the other thing I want you to think about when you look at me is shine bright we're going to shine bright. That's what our women's ministry, we call it shine. Because we want to be real women who tell our stories and follow what God has called us to do. And so we're excited about that. I actually lead two Ohana groups, and then I get to shepherd the other women's ministry Ohana groups. And our ladies, they do an amazing job. We have the best Ohana leaders. They are just awesome, awesome women. Now, the last thing I get to do is um, I do a lot of the pastoral counseling here. And um, people who are hurting, who need someone to talk to, come in, and I get to share with them and walk alongside of them. In fact, it's so important to me that recently I went back to the elders and asked, and I am getting, I have a master's in theology. I am working on a master's in counseling. I will be a licensed therapist in three years. Doesn't mean I'm leaving here. It just means we want to expand our ministry here at the church. So thanks, church family. I love you. I know you love our kids and our women. And so I'm so glad to be a part of everything here. Well, that was 10 minutes. <laughs> you only have five minutes each, right? Woo, 10 minutes. That's a long time. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Nofo Eletize, and I am Marie's husband. And yes, we've been here for 10 years, going into 11 years. Oh my goodness. And yes, we have the best men's ministry in congregation, KMK Christian Church. So here we are, we have ministries under my leadership. First of all, the men's ministry. Second, the usher ministry. And the third is the local outreach to our community. First... 
men's ministry. Like I said, we have a great men's ministry at Kamiki Christian Church. I love the men of this church. I love them so much, and I know they love me too. All right? And they are great men. We have a great uh, men's uh, leadership team here at Kamiki Christian Church. And the purpose of that ministry is to, um, is to challenge and guide our men to be leaders in our homes, first and foremost. To be leaders in our homes, to be leaders in our church, and in our communities. Because the truth is, if we can't be leaders in our homes, we can't be leaders here in our church and our community. Second is usher ministry. Usher ministry uh, is a great ministry of serving you and serving people coming in and out of our church. We have a Richie Aki. One of our own men from our men's ministry, also part of our leadership team, is heading that ministry. And he's doing a fantastic job of serving you and serving our people that come in and out of our church. And um, we, we need you. We need your help to help him out. Also, the local outreach. The local outreach, this is where we can call out the four walls of our church and share the love of Jesus Christ to people that still don't know Jesus Christ. Now, and um, the local outreach is to create the culture of local evangelism of local outreach through personal evangelism and developing preachers to the Pololo Valley and the local community. And one of the ways that we do that is through Common Grace. I love Common Grace. I've been with the Common Grace for four years, and I know there are some Common Grace mentors are here with us this morning. And Common Grace is a great ministry to Pololo Valley, to Pololo community, and, uh, you know, serving the family, serving people, and serving the students at Pololo Elementary School. It is a mentorship program where we take our people, take our men, take our, all of us here to Palolo. In fact, I'm so excited to tell you that next week, Wednesday, we are going to take our high school students to Palolo with us to share the love of Jesus Christ to those people in Palolo community and in Palolo elementary school and their teachers. And they'll love your neighbor. You know, Danny Okimura is doing a fantastic job of going outside the community not only can it know people outside the community, but also to share the love of Jesus Christ to those people who don't know Jesus Christ. And Danny and his team, they're doing a great job. I want to tell you a story. I want to finish my four minutes to tell you the story. <laughs> uh, three minutes. To tell you a story, because I, I love this story. I, I feel like I need to share you this story, because this story means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to some of our mentors out here with us this morning. It means a lot to Jay uh, this morning. It's a story about two brothers. We have been mentoring these two amazing kids through Common Grace. They were recommended to us by the school counselor because, because they were at risk. Hanging out with other kids that were at risk. We worked with them. We mentored them. Each one from two different men in our ministry. For years, we met with them so faithfully. We played basketball, played football, played baseball with them. Helped them with their homework. They got to know us. We got to know them. In fact, they went with us to Father Sun Camp and Camp Wainai. And that was life-changing for these boys. Do you know today that these boys are coming on our church? 
on a regular basis. Let me call. These are my common grace boys, Derek and Danny, come upstairs with me. Now, church, look at these wonderful boys. They feel good about themselves. And they get to know of God's grace, love for them. They love, God loves you so much. And there are so many boys over there at Baloo Elementary School like this. These two boys over here. And that is the power of local outreach. And there are so many stories out there to tell. But this is one of the stories that need to be told. And that's why I'm so proud of these two little boys. And, and I picked them up this morning. And I told them, you can come with me. And you guys are going to sit with me for two services. <laughs> instead of going to youth group. So I am so proud of these two boys. And we are going to work with them. We're going to stick with them until whenever they go. May God bless you all. And that's my two minutes. Derek and Danny, thank you for joining us this morning. And um, they asked if it was okay to sit in the front row. And I said, yes, anytime. You guys can sit in the front row, okay? Well, my name is Danny. I'm the director of ministries here. Been on staff since March of last year. And, uh, well, actually, I've been coming to this church for quite a long time. But that's another story. What I do is I coach, and um, I get to be a part of a fantastic team here. You're going to hear from more of that team. Thank you, Marie and Nofo, for sharing. You're going to hear from a couple more folks. Together, we make up a pastoral team that equips people to go make a difference in the name of Jesus. This home encompasses both a church and a school. And some of you, in fact, come from our school uh, you started as school parents, came to know the love of Jesus, and now you're here at Kaimuki Christian Church. So this church fires me up. You know, when I come here nearly every day to Kaimuki Christian, I do so with a smile. I really do, because I'm going from one, one home to another. This is your home. It's my home. And we all play a part in this family. When you serve, you serve the Lord so that, the, so that lives would be changed. And that's what we do as pastors. We equip you to be disciples so that you can, in turn, go and make disciples who love God, connect with one another, serve the Lord, and reach the lost. Well, I have a story of a young man. He came out of our KCC youth ministry. And I got permission to share this story from him. Took this picture with him just a few days ago in Orlando. His name is Jace, and he's a freshman at the University of Central Florida. He found Jesus here at KCC, and now he's serving at a church nearby his school, and he's involved with campus activities to reach the lost at the University of Central Florida to invite his fellow students into a community where they can hear about the love of Jesus for each of them, just like he did here at KCC. Jace became a disciple, and now he's making disciples. I get fired up talking about Jace and how this church family helped him to find Jesus, and he's helping others 
to do the same. Jace is actually, um, he's become so a part of our family and my family personally that when I got a chance to meet with him in Orlando, he came over a couple times to spend the evening with us, with my family and our extended family. And he got so involved in our family that we actually, well, we made him do chores. And uh, he was happy to do it. But you, you guys had a, an impact on him. Church family, continue to pour into the lives of others and make a difference for Jesus. Let's never stop making disciples who love God passionately and their neighbor as themselves. Let's never stop sharing the gospel and raising the cross of Jesus. This is us. I'm going to invite Ashley now to come up and share. Good morning, family. I'm Ashley Haler. I'm the worship director here. And uh, the cut and dry version of what I do is I'm responsible for leading and developing the uh, wonderful worship team that you see up here every, every weekend. Um, selecting hopefully meaningful worship songs for our congregation, and as well as working with the pastoral staff to create the flow of the worship services. But what I feel I really do is try to figure out how to get us together to experience God more intimately and personally. So I've been on staff here since Easter of this year, so first week of April. Uh, but I've been serving on the worship team since around 2008 when I started attending here with my mom and sister. So I'm passionate about worship through music for two main reasons. Firstly, I believe it's written into humanity's DNA to be affected um, by music, to be able to respond to music for better or for worse. It's personally how I feel closest to God and often when I hear and perceive him most clearly. So I believe that as we read our Bibles, along with reading our Bibles, worshiping God is how we are convinced of who he is. And so it's important what songs we sing and the words that we sing. Secondly, I believe God heals us as we worship him, sometimes physically, but oftentimes in my experience, emotionally and spiritually. A brief story about this, and it's a little sad and I might cry, so please bear with me. I attended a different church for about a year in 2010, and while I was there, the worship pastor's one-year-old son was diagnosed with an aggressive form of cancer. His parents took him to many different hospitals and churches to pray for healing over him. His grandparents were missionaries in the Philippines, and so there were literally people all over the world praying for the healing of this baby. And he passed away before his second birthday, like the same age my daughter Phoenix is right now. I was heavily involved with the youth at the church at the time, and naturally a lot of us were angry, we were grieved, confused. I think this church is going through something very similar with Pastor Ron's illness. A lot of us were thinking, why didn't you heal this innocent, beautiful baby? It's really hard not to feel like life is just arbitrary. Like, how real even are you, God? And then at one of the weekly evening youth services we had, the worship team 
sang a song. I, could, I can't remember if it was just before he had passed or afterward. But the worship team sang a song that said, Christ is risen from the dead, trampling over death by death. Come awake, come awake, come and rise up from the grave. And that was the first time I felt compelled to just get down on my knees in a room full of people and bow my face to the ground and sing and cry and worship God. And I really felt like God told me in that moment, I know that death looks like the end for this child, for you, for everyone, and that your lives don't really matter that much to me. And that's not true. He said, in fact, I've made it so that it's just the beginning, so don't lose faith in me. And in that moment, so much of my bitterness, my questioning, his love and goodness, my anger was dispelled through that worship experience. So this is us. This is the hope that as we continue on this journey of worship together, we can experience more of that intimacy and more of that healing. Thank you. Well, my name is David Van Wagenen, and I am delighted to have this opportunity to share with you this morning. I'm not going to tell you that I have the greatest ministry here at KCC, even though that's true. Uh, but, I, I, but I have a chance to tell you about KCC's small groups, Ohana groups. Uh, first, I should begin by just telling you a little bit about myself. Um, Marcia and I began attending KCC quite a long time ago. Uh, we actually started coming here in 1976. Uh, a lot of you weren't born then. But anyway, we started coming here in 1976. And, uh, but after, a, uh, after some time, some years here, uh, we were called into, uh, to go to East Africa to work there. At, as I, I, did the, uh, uh, I did the administration for CMF's Christian Missionary Fellowship's uh, missionary teams there in Africa. And... Uh, the calling to do that turned out to be a durable kind of calling. We were there for 30 years, but I need to tell you that throughout that entire time, throughout an entire time, Casey had faithfully uh, participated in our support package in a very big way, and we are grateful. We really appreciate that. Um, but uh, during our time in Africa, not only did I do the administration, but I had a different kind of a job as well, uh, and one that I actually liked quite a lot better. Uh, it was, um, we worked for six years in a small country north of Ethiopia called Eritrea. And our job there was to plant a church of small groups. It turned out to be a timely calling to go there because this country uh, turned communist during the time that we were there. And during that time, they closed all of the Protestant churches, and they took many of the pastors, well, all of the pastors, actually, and many of the key leaders into prison. Many of those men are still there in prison. It's been about 13 years. Um, but uh, the, the way that the people were able to just continue, continue to worship and continue to fellowship was through the small groups that had been planted there. And I'm we're, we rejoice in the fact that uh, every time we hear about how those groups are continuing to do, they are, um, they, not only did God protect them and preserve them, he multiplied them. And they, sorry, 
I get a little emotional. Um, but um, uh, but I but I wanted to I wanted to just tell you that story, just because it it leads into something that uh, is quite appropriate for us here at KCC. Because you don't need to to experience persecution. You don't need to experience persecution in order to experience the good things that God is doing in small groups. And he's doing them through a number of small groups here at KCC. Uh, at, here we have uh, groups for men, groups for women. We have groups of all kinds, groups for young adults, groups for seniors. We have international groups and multi-generational groups. Uh, we have groups that focus on special areas of interest, uh, marriage groups, uh, partner, parenting groups, prayer groups. Uh, in the last year, we've also begun uh, groups for people who are grieving due to, due to the loss of a loved one. Uh, we also uh, have groups for a group, we began a group uh, for people who are not yet followers of Christ, but they're interested to learn what the Bible teaches. Uh, and uh, so they have an opportunity to come into a great place where they can ask questions and find answers to the questions that they have. Um, one indication of the popularity of these groups shows up in our attendance reports. Uh, the, uh, I, I actually look through these reports every week, and I track what the attendance is. And I can tell you that a lot of churches would be envious. They would kill for the kind of commitment that our members have to our small groups. Um, now, I don't include the, ch the ones that didn't meet, because oftentimes we have a, an event with the school, and that closes down the rooms for our our small groups on a particular day, or maybe the weather is inclement, or maybe this, the group is just taking a break. Uh, so I don't include the ones that, that do not meet, but of those that meet, we are consistently averaging 75 to 80% attendance in all of those groups. This is fantastic. People like the small groups at KCC, and, uh, and there's a good reason. Uh, one of the reasons is that the, uh, the men and women who lead these groups, they do it in such a, a terrific way. They're faithful in preparation and the hospitality that they offer. It's like a volunteer army that goes out every week to, uh, to make sure that they carry out the calling that God has given them to disciple the members of their groups. Disciple them so that they can in turn disciple others. I'm grateful, uh, but I guess I'm also a little bit amazed that uh, these gifted leaders always seem to do their jobs in a way that leave their people eager for more good things that God wants to do through them. So thank you. Thank you, David. I'm not on your program. But as chairman of the elders, I was asked to uh, use a uh, baseball analogy to be the cleanup hitter uh, to this wonderful series of uh, small mini sermons. Uh, I can't do that for two reasons. I'm a terrible baseball player. And secondly, there was no need for any cleanup. They were doing, they've done a marvelous job and continue to do so. Let's give them a big hand. But, you know, as Dave mentioned, no ministry in this church is successful without all of you and all of your involvement, all of your wisdom, all of your help. So many of you are involved, and we want to thank all of you also. 
Peace. Let's give you all a big hand. <clears throat> As we all know, during this year, we have been going through a transition. And we are very poor at transitions because we haven't gone through many transitions in the history of the church. The last transition of a se our senior pastor was 25 years ago when Pastor Ron took over from retiring Pastor Harold Gallagher. And prior to that, it was 32 years. And so we're not good at this. However, the Lord has really helped us through this transition period. As we know, you know, Ron unfortunately has illness, has illness, and he and he arrived back yesterday from Nebraska. Praise God that they made it here. All right, I believe he's resting this morning. Um, perhaps he'll be here at the later service. And then we were blessed to have Pastor Roy step in as an interim pastor for the past five months, and there was a wonderful celebration, as all of you know, uh, last weekend services during their last weekend with us, but we know he'll be back sometime. And now as we turn the page, another chapter in the life of KCC, we have Brian and Kaz Sands joining us. As Danny mentioned, they're arriving tomorrow, and uh, his first uh, weekend services will be uh, next weekend, so we all look forward to that. But you know, he can't do it on himself. And he, along with the pastoral staff, cannot do it themselves. It's going to require all of us working together, supporting, encouraging him, encouraging others, all those around us. So we need to work together as a body. And so I thought it'd be appropriate to close with a scripture, 1 Corinthians 12, 12. And this speaks about one body, many parts. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Unity and diversity in the body. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, but that'd be a really weird body, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, and every one of you, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. So here we are, KCC and S, as one body made up of many, many parts. So let's move together into the future, into this new chapter of KCC, together as one body, many parts. This is us.